morning show, The Breakfast Club. Welcome back, Angela Yee. Hey, good to be back. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Yes, indeed. You ever wake up in the morning and say to yourself, like, damn, like, we really the drunk uncles and aunts now, man. After having a good night or having too much drinking, and then you wake up with a hangover that you're still recovering from because you don't realize you're 41 years old and you can't drink like you used to? No, I know my limits. I know uh, when I need to stop. Well, I damn sure don't. So, I'm still recovering from Saturday night. From Saturday night still? Yes. You know where I was at? Where? Couchella. At the crib. You was drinking at the couch and you couldn't wake Mon- up for yes, that? Yes, man. Because you'd be so comfortable at home. My goodness, You know, you have man. a little kickback, you have your folks over, you know what I'm saying? You're eating and you're drinking, you're having a good time. Next thing you know, you're drunk as hell. And stuck on the couch. Stuck, well, I'm stuck on the couch. I'm still recovering right now. Goodness gracious. Yes. Well, shout out to everybody that came out to uh, my seminar. I did my last seminar of the year. Did it at the Jacob uh, Javits Center in Manhattan. We had close to 4,000 people there. Well, is that the biggest one so far? That is the biggest one so far. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It was so many people there. We How many? Uh, about 3,800 people. 3,800 people came to talk to somebody who don't know nothing about real estate. Shut up, man. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> Shut up. We brought, uh, there was 3,800 people out there that, that, you know, came to learn about real estate and generational wealth. And we broke down real estate in terms that anybody can understand. And, and I tell everybody the reason why we did it was because there was so many people getting over on people, charged people thousands and thousands of dollars. And our whole thing is instead of spending all those thousands and thousands of dollars, use that money to invest in real estate. So we broke it down how we brought credit repair, uh, conventional lending, hard money lending. Uh, we brought agents, attorneys. We brought uh, inspectors, contractors. Uh, we brought a wholesaler. We brought everybody to one place, and it was it was great to see so many people there, so many uh, black and brown people and it was just really an amazing show shout to everybody that came out we had a great time so shout to everybody i had a, a, a wonderful time you're so. walking in your purpose yes absolutely. even though you know nothing about real estate Yo, shut you're up, still man. walking in your purpose <laughs> shut okay? up okay so we uh and we actually put everything on the board so people could see the actual breakdown of how much we paid for things we show people the hud forms you know not too many people are going to show you what they actually spent what they actually made what the returns were the checks and the property because most people don't do it and the fact that i do it i can actually show you guys that so and a lot of people there that we help get um, houses shot the post out we, he picked up three houses we were able to help him so many different people there was a cop there from um for i don't want to get her in trouble but yeah she we helped her with a, she a bunch in of trouble things for buying well. a house no no i don't want to get in trouble was she using illegal money? No, she no, no, stop. No, stop, stop, stop. Well, I just got back from vacation, <laughs> and I went to some amazing places. Where'd you go? I was in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. So first, I went to this island called Myru. Mm-hmm. There's only about 250 people that live on the island, and we stayed at the Tribal Villas. So that was uh, an experience. We had to catch a flight from New York to Barbados, then catch a flight from Barbados to Canawan, then catch a ferry from Kanawan to Myru. Then we cut that uh, part on Friday. From Sunday to Friday, we were in Myru. And then on Friday, we came to Kanawan and stayed at the Mandarin Oriental. That was absolutely breathtaking. Had a great trip. And the way that whole trip started was 
my broker who sold me my two properties in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. the last one she sold me was such a great deal. I wanted to give her a thank you because she really looked out for me and hooked it up. And so it started off as a let's just do something like to go look at these properties. It was kind of a business trip mm-hmm. and also a thank you to her. So we went. Sarah Golan is her name. She works at Nest Seekers on the Ryan Serhant team. And so we went and uh, planned that trip. And then I added a couple of other people, my girl Jasmine and also my friend Ingrid. And it turned into a really fun end of the year trip. I had vacation days left that I haven't used. I never use all my vacation days. I was like, this year I'm going to use them all. So we had a really nice experience. A lot of business talk got done. Uh, We have some things that we're planning to do out there. So I just want to thank everybody at the Mandarin Oriental in Kanawan, everybody who hooked everything up for us at the Chaibu Villas in Myru and all the amazing people we met. It was a great trip. Dope, dope, dope. Very little work done for once. Dope, dope, dope. Personally. Now, uh, let's get the show cracking. Now, we have a presidential candidate, 2020, joining us this morning, right? Yes, former governor of Massachusetts, Deval Patrick. Say that say it again? From where? Former, what did I say? Former governor of Massachusetts. Is that how you say Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Hey, what the hell's wrong with you? Massachusetts. Mas- <laughs> is you know it what the hell I'm talking about? I, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Massachusetts. It- Massachusetts. 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 What? Massachusetts. It's Massachusetts. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not using the T. Man, shut up, man. I give you, like I, saying, so I'll let you use my D for your lips, all right? Wow. Okay, Massachusetts. Wow. All right? But Deval Patrick will be here. He jumped into the race a little bit late. That's right. But uh, we're we going to see what he's talking about. We're going to kick it with him. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Man, so I'll come back to these weather alerts. We'll talk about these winter weather alerts that are affecting 35 million people. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Okay. Morning, everybody. It's DJ mm-hmm. MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne. The guy we are the breakfast. Yes, club. sir. Let's get in some front page news. Start off with sports. The Seahawks beat the Carolina Panthers 30-24. The Patriots beat the Bengals 34-13. The Buccaneers beat the Lions 38-17. The Packers beat the Bears 21-13. The Chiefs beat the Broncos 23-3. The Giants beat the Dolphins 36-20. That was probably Eli's last home game. Uh, The Eagles beat the Redskins 37-27. Cardinals beat the Browns 38-24. Jaguars beat the Raiders 2016. The Vikings beat the Chargers 39-10. The Falcons beat uh, the 49ers 29-22. The Bills beat the pa- uh, the Steelers 17-10. Um, and the Cowboys, I don't know what happened with them. I ain't watched oh, that oh, game. Oh, you mean you don't know what happened with the Dallas Cowboys? The Dallas Cowboys watched the Los Angeles Rams 44-21, baby. We back looking like us. Super Bowl run is upon us. You hear me? Okay? Clinch our playoff spot next week against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then the playoff run to the Super Bowl starts now. All right? Dropping the clues bombs for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Take that bomb off. That was a little hesitation. I don't like the hesitation on your on your on your on your part, drum. Pretty much. All right, and in Monday Night Football, the Colts take on the Saints. Now, what are we talking about, Yee? Um, Well, there's 35 million people under winter weather alerts. That's from Colorado to West Virginia. So, again, if you are traveling, just make sure you're careful about your flights and check in on everything. Also, let's talk about a bank mistake that put $37 million in a woman's bank account, Ruth Balloon. She said she was finishing up her shift at Roma Boots in Dallas, and she checked her account, and there was an extra $37 million in there. She said, I was hoping that somebody really gifted us, but her husband called the bank. He asked about the deposit, and they said it was a clerical error. They apologized and took back the money. It's so crazy, because I know you're praying for a financial blessing around this time of year, because it's the Christmas holidays. Mm -hmm. You get one, but you can't trust in God, so you got to call the white man and tell the white man that you think there was a mistake made, and now you got to get the money taken back. And by the way, shouldn't there be a reward when big uh, transactions like that accidentally go on people's accounts? Shouldn't they get something? 
Well, she I hoped think for that. She said a thank you reward would be a little good, you know, just for being a good customer and notifying them as soon as possible. She oh. was hoping she would get some kind of finder's fee. She said, I'm sure they gave her a thank you. She said a thank you reward. I'm sure <laughs> she got that. They gave a high five. But but you, let me get some money. It's the holidays, man. You know how cruel that is? That's like dangling a steak in front of a hungry person and then taking it back. It's Christmas time. We all need extra money. See $37 million in your account, now I got to give it back? Because you made a mistake? Nah, that's Jeez. not fair. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a great weekend and you want to spread some positivity. Or yes. maybe you just want to vent a little bit. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Oh, uh, hey, this is Juice from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What's what up, up, Juice? What's going on? Hey, my birthday is December 19th. So I just want to, you know, I'm being a big 30 years old. I'm going to celebrate my birthday in the trap. I like doing ratchet things with my ratchet friends. Okay. Why, why do you want to be in the trap? And what do you call a trap? Because when you say the trap to me, I think literally the trap where they're selling dope at. So what do you call the trap? Like where you might get shot in the parking lot. I just like enjoy places where they play good music. Oh girls be, you know, shaking it. Girls be dancing. You sound dumb, bro. Well, you mean a hood club, basically. But I mean, you uh, going to the strip club? Like, 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 like a hood club. I, I, like, I don't like doing the. I mean, I like dressing up and doing the finer things, but I just, like, I just like that atmosphere. I sometimes. feel you. You wanna, you wanna do hood rat things with your friends? You said. Now, what's your drink of choice? Uh, I like uh, Hennessy or uh, uh, a, a, a cognac. I like cognac. Okay. Fine. Good luck, bro. And by the way, also keep in mind, this is America. You can get shot in damn near any club in any place USA now. Th- that is true. Hello, who's this? This is Daquan. Daquan, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, what's good, Envy? Man, I was just calling to say thanks for that opportunity. You provided us with this weekend with the real estate seminar, man. You really, really laid out the blueprint for me to create this generational wealth. And then Charlemagne, I want to say thank you. Thank you, mental health awareness. Seem like it's all right for us to get that help, man. Not seem like it's all right. It is all right. But but thank you. Okay. Well, thank you, bro. Well, thank you for coming, man. All right, no doubt. It'll be good looking. I'm about All to right, say bro. we can help you with a lot of things, but not your phone. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is uh, Jay from Milwaukee, man. What's good? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Actually, we're going to talk to you right now, bro. I was just looking at your uh, video with Dane Dash, man. That shit, oh, excuse me. That, that was funny, bro. Hey, what's good, uh, Charlemagne? Peace, King. How are you? Man, I'm chilling, man. Hey, I got a question for you, man. Hey, my girl kind of, me and my girl, man, she, uh, you know, she kind of stepped out on me, bro. I know you had a similar situation with your, you know, with your wife, man. Like, you got any advice? Like, you know what I'm saying? How to get through that? I mean, listen, man, If, if does she still love you? Yeah, I mean, we, we together right now. We got a child and everything. I mean, yeah, like, she gave me the, uh, you know, the Find Your Friend app on uh, the iPhone, you know, so... You know, the transparency and all that is there. You know, it's just, it's, it's difficult getting through that, man. Cause, so she, you know, so, we've been together for like seven years. So she admitted that she did something wrong. She acknowledged it. She apologized for it, I'm sure. Yeah, she did. She did. Yeah. So it's on you. If you if you want to continue to stay with her, that's fine. I mean, listen, that's fine. If you love somebody, you're not going to just, you know, let them go. They made a mistake. If you're willing to accept that and really forgive her and not bring it up every two seconds, rock out. I might have done that a few times, but yeah, I feel you. Hey, shout out to Milwaukee, too, man. That's my city, for real. Phone and phone, for real, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have a good one. You too, bro. Get it off All your right, chest. Bro. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Tevin. Hey, what's Good up? Morning. How y'all doing? Good morning, hey, what? What do you say your name is? Tevin. Oh, Tevin. Tevin. What's Evan, up, Tevin? Like Tevin Camp. Yes. <laughs> is this Tevin Campbell? No, no, no. No. Tevin. Well, get it off your chest, bro. Man, good morning, guys. Man, me and my wife, we just sold on our first home. Really? And, Congratulations, you know, man. Man, we closed on the 10th of this month, and now we're trying to figure out, man, we're not, like, what's the next step? Thing? We, we get a lot of, you know, ideas, like owning the first home. Everything's just exciting. Right now, we're just trying to paint, and we're just learning so much now. Well, and, congratulations you know, on closing on your first home, bro. That's big, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I didn't have to come. My family tell us now we, we can start real estate down the road with this home. Well, congratulations, brother. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, y'all. Right in time for the holidays. That's a great feeling. There you go. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, DJ MV? It's your boy Lando from what's Houston, up? Texas. What's up, Lando? Get it off your chest, man. Hey, I want to just say that I'm blessed. Today is my 18th birthday. Woo! That's Happy a big birthday. birthday. Appreciate that. I just wanted to say that I'm a big fan of the show, and I appreciate y'all for what y'all do. Are you going to register to vote? Of course. Okay. All right, good. I love My it. vote matters. Yeah, well, happy go. birthday. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, DJ? Emily Charlemagne. What up, King? What up, bro? Chillin', chillin', chillin'. Hey, I just seen on Instagram, man, about the 6 9 coming out 72 hours. I want to know what's up with that. What you mean? What you mean, what's up with that? He's coming out. You've been following the story? You, nah, I mean, I'll, that's I'll what be, they say. They say he got. They say that he possibly could get time served, and then he'll be home by Wednesday. Oh that's man, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens I'm, when he comes home. It definitely, it definitely is. Everybody was calling him a snitch. I mean, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's not about calling him a snitch. He is a snitch. Like he's an informant. But Everybody's you know, acting like they wouldn't work with him. I mean, he's, He's snitching, he's snitching, but I want to know if he's going to be good out here in these streets. I I mean, musically, yeah, I, I don't know about him out here in these streets. That's a different story, but I think musically he'll be fine because I don't think these kids care. None of these kids have that street rules or those street code of ethics. They're not drug dealers and they're not living a life of crime, so they don't, they, they're not going to give a damn. Yeah, definitely not at all. I mean, I don't think, I don't, I, I, I think that he'll, he'll be secure. I, I don't necessarily think it's, it's the 80s, 90s, or 2000s when, it would take his head off. I think he'll be secure, but I, I'm just curious to see what you know what the industry will do. I mean, the man, you know, halfway made a mockery of of, of the industry. You know? What's scary about the six nine situation is he has to become a star again because that's the only way he's going to be able to afford twenty four seven absolute security. Or the, you know what I'm saying? Or the label has to pay for it. But it's, it's like you know, he, I, I think he made a mockery of of music of the music industry. You know, at one time he was allegedly a crip, then he was a blood, and then. You know, he was tough because he felt it sold records and he did all these wild stuff and then it worked and he made millions. And then when he got locked up, he denounced it all. And, and how does he act when he comes home? Does he come home and he's the same 6 9 telling everybody the SMD and yada, yada, yada? Or is he humble? By the way, do we interview 6 9 No. We don't? No. Tell me why. I think he made a mockery of, 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 of hip-hop mm -hmm. and um, what he's portraying out there for those kids and, and what he's doing, I don't think is right. It's kind of like, you know, you, you go out there and you make a, you say you're tough and you're gangster and you're blood and you mm -hmm. do this and rah, 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 SMD and this, that and the other. And okay, you're, you're a gang member. You're tough. But then when you get caught, 
the whole thing flips. Then yeah. it's no longer, I'm not a gang member, I'm a but good guy. But then I think it's a good lesson oh. for kids that want to partake in those things to see what can potentially happen to you if he truly can be the example for that. But and, it, and why not to do that? And it, why not to feel like I want to be affiliated with a gang? And, it's a good lesson. but It, do, it depends we, how he carries it, though. It's only a lesson if he's actually learned from it and he can convey to these kids that he's learned from it. Because if he comes out on some rah-rah stuff again, these kids ain't going to learn from nothing. Right, but then it's like, you know, do you reward the fact that he acted rah-rah, then snitched, and then you come back and then you reward him by giving him an interview? Do you reward him by playing his records? Do you reward him by supporting him? Interesting. Because, you know, it's... it's I think it's interesting. it's interesting. We'll talk about it during rumors, though, because at first people were saying he wasn't going to get out for a long period of time, 37 years or something like that. And now they're saying he's coming home in a couple of days. So we'll talk about it. All right. Well, that is your Get It Off Your Chest, 800-585-1051. I guess we're talking about that in the rumors coming up. We sure can. All right. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to Kashi69. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. So it looks like a lot of reports are claiming that Takashi 69 might be coming home from jail in the next couple of days. And of course there were reports that we all saw that this said he had a minimum 37 years in prison that he was facing. The only person that can sway that would be the judge. He's the person who can lower the sentence below the minimum amount of time. So we will see what happens because we're seeing conflicting reports, but we're hearing from all over the place that he's about to come home soon. I think he's going to be home Wednesday. Isn't he getting sentenced on Wednesday? Though? He's getting sentenced on Wednesday. Like, and I, I and think he'll get time served. But the thing is, and then is he'll come home. how will people receive him? And the reason I say that is, is Takashi was a wild boy. He made great music. He used uh, uh, organizations to help him have credibility. He used organizations for his clout to sell records. And then... You say organizations, the gangs. The gangs, yeah. Yes, the gangs. come on. I, I don't know if it's what gang he's in, Nine Trey gang, Blood... I don't know. I, I'm not a gang member, so I really don't know. That's why I said organizations. But when it comes to it, when it didn't work out his way and it got nasty like the street does... You're supposed to stand by those street rules that you jumped into. But because you didn't, you turned, you started snitching, you started telling. And now you're getting possibly leniency. Are we supposed to reward him? Are we, and, you are we know, supposed to ride with him? He I don't, did, he I don't did know. write that letter to the judge saying that he had misrepresented himself as a gangster. He said, I now know that I'm remorseful for what happened because I was blessed with the gift of an opportunity that most people dream of. But I squandered it by getting involved with the wrong people and misrepresenting myself when I should have been true to myself and my fans. Now, he's a good kid because I, I, I talked to him, met him uh, several times. Good person, but he got himself caught up in it. My fear is to teach these kids, well, I could do this. I could be a gang member. I could run. I could I could be a, a clout chase. I could do all this stuff. I sell millions of records, and then if I get caught, I'll just tell, and I come out, and it's all good. Don't you also have to be careful who you put into your gang? Like, if you know somebody's not really a street dude and has never really lived by those rules and is an entertainer, isn't that something that you should be cautious of, too? Well, putting them fu- in position when you know that's not really what they're like. They did that for the money, I believe. They right. were just taking his money. This, this generation will welcome 6 9 with open arms. Why? Because majority of the people who listen to his music aren't street dudes. They don't care. Correct. They don't care that, they, that he snitched. All they care about is that their favorite artist is back home. 
Now, how is he going to act? Is he going to be humbled by this experience? I hope he is. Is this going to be, is he going to use it as a teachable moment to be able to school these young kids on why you shouldn't be moving a certain way? Or is he going to come back reckless 6'9"? Because reckless 6'9 is what people fell in love with, right? But I think he's going to come back humble, and I don't think uh, humble pie is necessarily going to work for him. And, yeah, then, I don't, and then it's going to go back to Exactly, because I, I don't think humble 6'9 sells records. I don't think mm-hmm. humble 6'9, you know, gets people to come out to his shows. And guess what? 6'9 got to eat. You know why 6'9 got to eat? Because that security that's 24-7 costs a lot of money. Hmm. And if he ain't selling no records and ain't packing out no arenas and he can't afford that security, boy, he's in trouble. Well, Wednesday, December 18th, we'll find out what the judge's decision will be. All right, now Chance the Rapper has canceled his big tour yet again. He said, hey, guys, I've decided to cancel the big tour. I know it sucks, and it's been a lot of back and forth with the reschedules and rerouting, but it's for the best. I'm going to take this time to be with family, make some new music, and develop my best show to date. He said he will come back much stronger and better in 2020, and he does hope to see some of you guys there. He feels bad for people who bought tickets, people who perhaps this would be their first ever chance concert, and he did thank everybody for being so strong. Now, Tory Lanez, in the meantime, is threatening to expose Interscope Records. He posted, Interscope Records, if y'all N-words don't stop playing with me, I'ma expose what's really going on in that effing building. Play Y'all play with me if you want to. Let's play. Y'all got the right effing one. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with him, but apparently there's some issues there. He did just put out his Chicks Tape 5 project mm-hmm. just uh, last month. Dope so project, too. I don't know what happened in between that time, but he said... Uh, he don't care. He said, my integrity, respect, and the path of light that I can show the generation after me is more important than this life that Emmerich is so scared to lose. All right. Now, Kodak Black is saying that he was brutalized in prison, and he's saying that's because of these guards. As you know, he was sentenced for 46 months in that federal gun case that he had, and he posted, on October 29th, I was laced with an unknown substance here in Miami. That substance gave me an out-of-body experience. It had me feeling like I was possessed and dying slowly upon this experience. I managed to go to the CEO's office to seek medical attention. As shown on surveillance cameras, I was denied. This left me in a state of paranoia. Shortly after, I got into an altercation with an inmate. That same CEO who denied me medical attention proceeded to pepper spray me, which instantly impaired my vision, and I was oblivious to who was punching and grabbing me repeatedly in the face. Even after I was on the floor, they continued to strike me and deploy more people. I was summoning for them to stop while gasping for my breath. He said it was a near-death experience, and it felt like dogs were tearing at his skin while they were grabbing and beating me. And then he said he... um, was under this influence of unknown substance that hasn't popped up in his urine analysis. And the inmate he was fighting with went home the next day. He said he had to be taken to the box in a wheelchair. And he's been there for 45 days without commissary, hygiene, stressed out, and on psych meds. All right. So I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, we are going to be talking about... Uh, a commercial that was pulled from the Hallmark Channel and then put right back on. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now in uh, football, Seahawks beat the Panthers 30-24. Patriots beat the Bengals 34-13. The Buccaneers beat the Lions. Packers beat the Bears. Kansas City Chiefs beat the Broncos. The Giants uh, beat the Dolphins 36-20. I think that's going to be Eli Manning's last home game. The Eagles beat Washington 37-27. Cardinals beat the Browns. The Jaguars beat the Raiders. The Vikings beat the Chargers. The Falcons beat the 49ers. And the Buffalo Bills beat the Steelers. I don't know how them bum-ass Cowboys did. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys watched the Los Angeles Rams 44-21, okay? 
Don't act like you ain't see that. I didn't All see right? it. All right, next week we clinch the playoff spot against the Philadelphia <laughs> yeah, Eagles, right. and our road to the Super Bowl begins. Okay? I can't even believe you're thinking All like right? that. That team, that team clicked yesterday. You hear me? Okay? Get out of here. 44 <laughs> Yo, to 21 against the Los oh, Angeles Rams. Now y'all clicked? Hey, man, better late than never. Sometimes you just got to, you know, stay focused and you'll get it together eventually. My goodness. Jason what? Garrett still got to go, though. What else we talking about you? Well, let's talk about the Hallmark Channel. They have apologized yesterday. They removed an advertisement that featured a lesbian wedding from the wedding planning site Zola. And that's because of a conservative group, One Million Moms, that had complained to the CEO of Crown Media Family Networks, which is their parent company, after they air these advertisements. Here's what they sound like. I, Ava, wonder if our guests would be here on time. If we had a custom wedding website. With our ceremony details on it. And I, Taylor, would pick Zola to have and to host our wedding website. Ours even matched our Zola invites. The whole thing was so freaking easy. Do you think Zola could have made planning your perfect wedding easier? We We do. do. All right, well, since then, and this just happened yesterday that they decided to uh, pull those, they apologized for their decision to remove that advertisement, and they actually reinstated it, and they want to continue to work with Zola just because of all the hurt and disappointment they've caused to people in general. Now, tell me what I missed, because I, I, yeah, I, I didn't see a problem I, I, didn't, I didn't catch that. I what what did I miss? What's, what, where did the hurt come from? Well, on uh, people who are supporters and people who are gay for not feeling like they should have pulled that ad. So the ad was a same-sex couple. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There was a group called One Million Moms. They complained about this ad. So the what network the decided though? to pull the ad. Yeah, they shouldn't have pulled that ad. I'm trying to figure out what's the complaint. Like, I may, or maybe I missed it. I didn't... What's, well, you can't be lesbian? They're same-sex couples. So they didn't want the advertisement airing. They're conservative. Oh, that sounds stupid. Right. And they actually responded to that by pulling the ad. And then now they've oh. apologized again and put the ad... And they want to put the ad back up. I mean, so, there is lesbian married yeah, there couples definitely out are. there. I don't know what the problem is, but, you know, they made a mistake and decided to pull that ad, and now they have decided to put it back up. And they want to emphasize that Hallmark is committed to diversity and inclusion, and they do have a track record to yeah, prove it. Lesbians buy Hallmark cards, too. Like, what the hell is wrong with Hallmark? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, you know, unless you want to make a, a commercial for everybody. Everybody that's able to get married, you just do a different Hallmark commercial for everyone. Like, I don't... Who got time to complain about stuff yeah, like Why that? would you pull it down? That I'm sitting there looking at the commercial like, what did I miss? I didn't realize they would love me until you said it just now. All right. Now, the next five days, let's talk about that because impeachment. What can you expect? Well, there's two articles in imp- impeachment that are headed to the House floor for a vote. What are those articles? The first one accuses Trump of abusing his office. That's because he pressured Ukraine to investigate his political rivals. The second article says that he obstructed the investigation into his misconduct, and that was by blocking witnesses and by disobeying subpoenas. So, those two articles of impeachment are going to the House floor, like I said, for a vote. If they do vote to approve by the article, he'll become the third president ever formally impeached. And then after that, as you know, it heads over to the Senate. So we will see what Third, happens. Third, fourth. Uh, Richard Nixon resigned before he uh, formally got impeached. So it was Bill Clinton and Andrew Johnson. Andrew Jackson. Johnson. Oh, they count. They count. Uh, they count Richard Nixon, though. No? Well, yeah, he resigned before he formally got impeached. So that's why he's really. Uh, they would say he would be the third one formally impeached. And it's Jackson, Andrew Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Andrew well. Johnson is probably somebody's cousin in this room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page Eddie, news. Eddie, look like he got some Johnsons in his family. Some Johnsons in his family. Johnsons from Philly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know Andrew Johnson, Eddie? Probably. Yeah, I'm he sure. Probably. You know. All right.
Now, um, when we come back, let's have a conversation. 800-585-1051. Now, last week was uh, Offset's birthday. Well, this weekend was Offset's birthday. Happy birthday to my, my bro, Offset. Now, uh, for his birthday, Cardi B gave him $500,000 cash. And in, in, in a new refrigerator. In a new refrigerator. The new refrigerator keeps getting lost in this whole this whole uh, narrative. Because I'm not going to front. I was like, yo, that's a fly gift when I saw the refrigerator. Can you understand why it's lost? No. It's $500,000. I don't think people thought about the refrigerator. Yeah, but it was in the refrigerator. What kind of refrigerator was it? A big double door joint. The kind Jada kids wanted to drop on Diddy back in the day. <laughs> it Did it nice. have a TV on it? No, I didn't see a TV. Did I didn't I? see no TV. No, I didn't see no TV. But it was big. It was nice. Nice refrigerator. I'm a, I like big refrigerators. Was it the one where it has the camera on the inside so you can see what's in your fridge when you're not home? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good question. I don't know. But anyway, the question Samsung? is 800-585-1051. I guess a lot of people were mad at this gift. We had a good, uh, healthy debate about it um, Saturday at the crib. We had a little kickback. A lot of the, a couple of the women in the room didn't didn't necessarily agree. Why not? Um, they said they felt like it emasculated Offset. Like it's a, a man's job is to protect and provide. Like you don't, you, they wouldn't have done that for 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 their man. Well, and see, by the way, they all can afford to do it. Well, see, I, I look at it like this: Cardi B is what worth thirty, forty million dollars. So uh, no, if twenty four million. She, actually, I think she's oh, worth, worth twenty six million. I think she's worth more than that. I'm just telling you what celebrity net worth say. All right, they're way off. They're way off. But anyway, eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. What are you, what do you think about the situation? See, I look at it like this: Why not give him five hundred thousand dollars? He has everything. He has about twenty cars. He has properties. He has jewelry. Let's say the man wanted to build a studio. Mm-hmm. I saw you went on social media and asked Gia for five hundred thousand. Yeah, that didn't work out right. She, she told me no. <laughs> but anyway, but that man, let's say he wanted to build a studio. Cardi B might not know all the stuff that he wants in the studio. So here, babe, here's five hundred thousand dollars. I know you want to build a studio. Build it the way no, you Cardi, want. It. Cardi can Cardi can get a studio built. I'm Cardi saying can, he might Cardi want to build can ask Brooklyn way. Johnny all. She, she's a recording artist. She, she can, can build it. Well, he might build it the way that he wants to build it. Let's say the man wants to build a garage for some more cars. She might not know what he wants in that garage. Listen, I am not mad. I think Cash is king. Uh, our producer Daniel came in here this morning and he said that he thinks Cash is a thoughtless gift. But that wasn't a thoughtless gift because no. it was in a refrigerator. We're forgetting after about the, the damn refrigerator. No, you can't say after the refrigerator. That refrigerator was dope, yo. I'm not going to lie. I thought that was such a great gift to buy somebody a refrigerator. So the money in it to me was just extra. The real gift in that situation was the refrigerator. I've been looking That's for a new refrigerator myself. Be. And I oh saw this amazing goodness. Samsung refrigerator. It has a TV on oh it. You can connect goodness. to the internet. You can watch television yes. while you're cooking. It has the weather oh on it. When goodness. it's snowing outside, yes. the snow comes on the refrigerator. The, the he- then when yes. you're shopping, if you oh don't know what you gosh. have at home and what you need, you can use a camera that looks inside the fridge oh, to tell dope. you what you need. And you can write on the fridge. You can put pictures up. The headline should have been Cardi B buys oh offset goodness. a refrigerator for his 28th birthday. Oh my goodness. The half a million dollars, that was cute. That's cold. Okay. 800 that fridge? 585 man. We're talking about Cardi B giving offset $500,000. What and are your fridge. thoughts? What kind of fridge was that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Call us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Cardi B and Offset. Happy birthday to Offset. It was his birthday over the weekend. And as a gift, Cardi B 
would offset a refrigerator with $500,000 inside. Don't just brush by the refrigerator, I said bro. refrigerator, The refrigerator man. was the flyest part of the whole gift to me. I mean, half a million dollars is great, too, but, yo, the fact that she knew her bae needed a refrigerator. When the last time you bought your bae a refrigerator? I bought a refrigerator this year because our refrigerator went out, but I'm talking about just a regular refrigerator for your birthday? That's dope to me. Well, but it, I, if it was me, I would like the $500,000. I'm not going to lie. Yes, I would like the $500,000, That's a great gift. Too. I'm not ever going to criticize what somebody else gives somebody as a present. I don't think She I don't knows have a her problem. man more than anybody knows him. Yes. And I'm sure she knows. I don't, I can't sit here and think that anybody listening that said $500,000 wasn't a great gift. I think that you should only be allowed to criticize uh, a move like this if you can afford to give your bear half a million dollars to. Exactly. And <laughs> no, it's the truth. But if you think about it, that man is a sneaker addict, a sneaker head. He loves sneakers. Go out and buy some more sneakers. He loves jewelry. Go out and buy pieces of jewelry you love. He loves cars. Maybe she don't necessarily know the cars that he likes, the old school cars, the Camaros, the whatever it may be, the, the Chevelles and all that. Go buy yourself something that you like, boo, because a lot of times we have money sometimes, even myself. I have money and I might want something. I'm like, I ain't spending my money on that. And my I, wife might know that. So my wife be like, you know what? You ain't got to spend the money. Here, here's extra money. Just go do you. Cardi, I just don't Cardi, like the- Cardi was like, I'm going to do one show. Here's your $500,000. Well, she just came back from Africa, so you know that bag was crazy. <laughs> like, that was light money for her. Like, that, that half a million dollars, she probably made seven <laughs> or eight in Africa. My whole point is this. What kind of refrigerator was it? None of the blogs are reporting on what type of fridge it was. You know, is it one of these fridges that got the TV in it? Like, does it have the internet connected to it? Like, I feel like the fridge was the best part of the gift that is getting lost in this whole half a million dollar narrative. Hollywood, what's up, man? What up, what up? So, I'm from Brooklyn, right? And I feel like, what up, what up? So, first of all, Cardi B could do whatever she want with her money. But I feel like when you are dealing with someone who, like she said, has everything in the world... Sometimes a gift could be priceless. She could have probably found a $10 gift that was, like, super sentimental, and he would have loved it, and it would have been worth way more. But, I mean, King. that's how I feel about it. King, the refrigerator, bro. That was sentimental. <laughs> you better stop you know what would be dope? Bro. If this whole thing was an ad for refrigerators, and she got paid a few million dollars just to do the ad. Well, they're doing a terrible That'd job, but they're not even telling us what kind of fridge it is. Hello, who's this? Hey, this Kiki. What's going on, y'all? Kiki. What's up, Mama? Now, what do you think about that gift? Personally, I don't see anything wrong with it. I see? mean, why not keep it circle around in the family? You know what I'm saying? Mm. What about it, the refrigerator, though? Simply an investment. I mean, that refrigerator, he probably will give it to you. I'm pretty sure he's not using it. First of all, I can afford one if I wanted one. <laughs> number one, okay? But number two, why the hell would he be using a the refrigerator? They'll give it to you, Charlamagne. Why? I want to know who why he wouldn't be using a refrigerator. Use a refrigerator? Right. Exactly. See, I'm trying to gift you because it's Christmas, and here you go. I know you can afford one. Oh, <laughs> mm, thank you, baby. Okay. Yeah. Well, what would you it. rather have, though, Kiki? I'll say that, yeah, I'll say that money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I'm talking about. Right. That's your money. Y'all, y'all don't care about keeping y'all food fresh, huh? We care about our food. But but $500,000. We, we, That's we, a lot we, of Uber Eats. We can pay a lot of bills. We you know a lot of Popeyes, Uber <laughs> Eats. Pay you know anything eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. We're talking about Cardi B giving Offset five hundred thousand dollars. What do you think about that gift? Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Cardi B's gift to Offset. Over the weekend was his birthday. She gave him a refrigerator and five hundred thousand cash. People are like, oh, the gift is not thoughtful. He looks like he liked it. He looks like he loved it. He, he could yeah, buy. He, like he was about he to cry. He could buy cars. He could buy jewelry. He could buy sneakers. He could buy property. Here, here, boo boo. Here's five hundred. He could buy some stocks. Boo, what you buy? What you want? I'm gonna be honest with you. I think he looked like more. Excited. 
excited to get the fridge. Because if you notice, she told him about the fridge. He turned around. He was like, oh, shoot. Like, he ran to the fridge. He opened the doors of it. That's when he saw the cash. And he was excited, too. Yeah, so the fridge really took it over the top. The yeah, fridge was a very up, thoughtful present. Shut up, I'm man. serious. Hello, who's this? Nicole. Hey, Nicole, what are your thoughts, mama? I honestly feel like the people who are mad are the people who really can't afford to get it. Because what is there to be mad about? It's not your money. It's more like they're bitter, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm not mad at it. I was saying, I, you know I, I, how man loves money. You only bid if you can't afford to do it. If you can afford to do it, then you're just offering some uh, some cr some critique. True. And plus, I don't think like you know I, I heard somebody say it looks like it emasculates Offset. I don't think that because Offset got money. Offset yes, is rich. He's fine. He's filthy rich. If they want to exchange each other's money, who cares? Exactly. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Carla. Hey, Carla. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? I'm doing good. Good. So let, let's talk about good. it. What, what do you think about? Cardi B's gift to Offset. Hello? That's what you think? All right, mama. Oh, oh, say that again. I'm sorry. Your phone went out because you can't afford to have it on. So it went out. You need a phone Repeat it again. Whatever, whatever. So I was saying that I think that they hating on Cardi. Like, they got everything. Like, if she want to give him money, why y'all hating? Right. I mean, you can't really. I feel like why are we criticizing somebody's present? She gave him a present. He looked like he absolutely loved it. I don't think y'all are fully appreciating the whole magnitude of the gift because y'all not acknowledging the refrigerator like y'all need to be. Who cares about the refrigerator? See, that's, I said the same thing. Who cares about that damn refrigerator when that's you got 500000 That's why your milk spoiled right now. That's why none of your ice cream can stay hard. That's why you can't even keep no food in your fridge. You got to cool it at the house with ice in it. That's how you keep your food fresh. Uh, whatever, whatever. Y'all hang on Cardi, like I said. Who cares about the refrigerator? And that's that. I'm with you, mama. Hello, who's this? This is Dave. Hey, Jake, we're talking about the gift that Cardi B gave Offset. What are your thoughts? Oh, man, there ain't nothing wrong with that. When I get paid, I get my wife some money. When she gets paid, she gives me some money. There so you go. Let me tell you something. Holidays are coming up. I said, what am I getting my mom? I think I'm going to give her money because... Yeah, I'm going to give my mom money. I think she'll like that more than anything. And I ain't going to lie, my mom loves money, too. Right. But my mom likes money because my mom likes to go to the casino. She likes to gamble. My pops likes to gamble. So... I can get them a gift, but they rather the cash so they could go bet on on black. And you know think about I mean, when you were younger during the holidays, wasn't your favorite gift money? Absolutely. When you open them cards and there's money in it or a check, you'd be like, yes. You Absolutely. know what I bet your mama would really like? I don't want to I don't know. A about. new refrigerator. Think about it. She got one. Think already. about how old your mama and daddy refrigerator is, or how old your grandma's refrigerator is. Since you've been a kid, you've probably been seeing that same old raggy ass refrigerator in the house. The light don't even work in the refrigerator no more. Buy your people a new refrigerator, goddammit. 800-585-1051. We'll take some more calls when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Offset and Cardi B. This weekend was Offset's birthday. Happy birthday to the bro. And we're asking, what do you think about the gift that he received? Cardi B gave him a refrigerator, and she gave him $500,000. And this is the reason why she said she gave him $500,000. Money, but you know what I'm saying? I don't know what to give you, so I suppose I gotta give you something. You could buy a car, you could buy more clothes, Thanks. you could buy jewelry. Yeah, what do you get the person who has everything? Why not? I'm gonna tell you something too. I read this quote a long time ago, and by a long time ago, I mean 10 minutes. Uh, it's from Lydia Bastanich, and she said, Make your refrigerator or freezer like a treasure chest. And that's what Cardi did. I'm dead serious. Lydia, Lydia, look it up. Lydia Bastianich. She said, make your refrigerator or freezer like a treasure chest. And that's exactly what Cardi did with this brand new refrigerator. My goodness. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This is Lamar. Lamar, what do you think about Cardi B's gift, bro? 
right, let's keep it real, man. The real gift was the refrigerator. My I don't brother. Know what type of refrigerator was. Talk to me, King. All right, so check it out. We no, got to think about it. It could have been an inside message. Like, all right, here, baby, this is the way you eat. She's giving him money like, here, open the refrigerator. Or maybe he had some kind of dream. Like, you know, baby, I wish one day you I could come home, open the refrigerator, and see a whole bunch of money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it definitely the refrigerator that was the gift. Now, I would be upset if maybe... She could have used that 500000 to get a customized refrigerator. That would have been a... Oh, with thing. some diamonds on it? Yeah, like, you know, like, yeah. No, you know stop, man. Maybe he... There's a lot of things about this, but I think the refrigerator's a gift. I'm with you, King, because clearly he wanted a new refrigerator. That, it, it was some thought that went into that. You just ain't out here buying people refrigerators like that. Hello, who's this? What's up? This is Jay from Detroit. What's up, man? We're talking about Cardi B's gift to Offset. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Uh, man, if it's her bread and she's making the money, why are we concerned with what she's spending it on? Nobody said anything when he bought her that stupid, dumb ring. But now that she gave him $500,000 in the coldest refrigerator I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm just glad that there's some brothers out there that appreciate the refrigerator. Like, that's what I keep saying. Y'all keep talking about this oh, money. Charlamagne, the refrigerator is the best thing. Forget the money. Did you see the refrigerator? Yes, I did. That's what I keep trying to tell people. That refrigerator is fire. My goodness. Oh, my God. She could have kept the bread. Give me the refrigerator and throw some Okay, whoa, we're going to remember whoa, that. Whoa. We're going to remember that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So Anybody? You, say, you, you have a girlfriend or a wife? I have a wife. All right, wife, we're going to tell her. Gives that good. So all you want is a refrigerator. You don't want money. You don't want nothing else. Why do y'all say all you oh, want is a refrigerator? Because like he said, keep, keep the money. Keep I just that 500000 I just want the fridge. Do y'all realize y'all use refrigerators every day of your life? My refrigerator is good money. Every day of your life. Every day of your life. Everything other than the toilet is the refrigerator. Yes. Are you serious? Yes, in the bed. Stop playing with me. And some people ain't got that. Yes. I don't use the shower more than y'all use the fridge. They don't even have a bed. I'm good with the refrigerator, the toilet and the bed. Thank bro, you, you don't man. use the shower more than you use your fridge, bro? <laughs> the fridge is just as important as the shower. <laughs> the fridge, the shower. Yo, it's some people, all they got is air mattresses, but whatever the little apartment they stay in, they got a fridge. They got a shower. Man, the yeah. fridge, man. Okay. Fridge is I, life. I forgot the shower. I forgot the shower, Envy, but nobody's talking about the shower or your hair plugs that you had a few a few weeks but ago. Damn. That's right. about that right now. How did that okay, come up? He still, he, still, he still got him now. He just cut, he just cut him down a I little bit. I cut the curls down a little oh. bit. You hate him? Yeah, Envy. You hate get rid of the curl, Envy. Get maybe, rid of the curl. Maybe man. you get the five hundred thousand. Maybe you go get yourself some uh some hair too. But mine is natural. Okay, so you admit I can't it. wait to see I what kind of mine is natural. I can't wait to see what kind of hair gear buy you for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what day of Christmas are we gonna see the hair? <laughs> mine is natural. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me twenty two inch Milky Wave weave. Shut up, man. What's the, what's the moral of the story? Moral of the story is keep your refrigerator like a, a, a treasure chest. God damn it. And that's what Cardi did. That fridge was fire, by the way. And you know, I'm going to tell you, that's a very thoughtful gift. Why? Because you got to measure the refrigerator. You can't just bring any old refrigerator in your house. You got to know what the space is to put that refrigerator in. Cardi B put a lot of thought into that, man. Shut up, man. The $500,000 was just some extra cool. It's cool to do. It's cute. But that fridge, Cardi, that's when, that's when you became the real MVP to No, me. that's a lot of thought. Because she could have gave him 100000 She could have gave him 200000 She gave him a whole fridge. Yeah, Double got- door joint. The kind Jadakiss wanted to drop off the building on the Diddy. Nah, all right. Yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, 50 Cent and Russell Simmons versus Oprah Winfrey. What's your thoughts? All right, let's get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Harvey Weinstein. It's This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
Well, Harvey Weinstein did an exclusive with the New York Post. And he's saying that he deserves a pat on the back when it comes to women. He says, I feel like the forgotten man. I made more movies directed by women and about women than any filmmaker. And I'm talking about 30 years ago. I'm not talking about now when it's Vogue. I did it first. I pioneered it. It all got eviscerated because of what happened. My work has been forgotten. Um, Hello. There's more than 80 women who have accused you of sexual assault or harassment and actually stopping their careers from thriving. So I don't see how we should pat you on the back. Well, here's the thing about positive and negative. Like, you can't, you know, do both, even though a lot of us do. But the negative will always outweigh the good. And in this situation, what were you making those women do to, to get, get those, those positions? Roles? Yeah. Like, that's, the, that's one of the reasons you're in the position you're in now. You were using your status and your power to put women in compromising positions. Well, his trial for rape starts January 6th. In Manhattan Supreme Court, he's accused of raping a longtime lover who has not been named publicly in 2013 and also forcibly performing oral sex on a production assistant, Mimi Halei, in 2006. And he's charged with five counts of predatory sexual assault, criminal sex act, and a rape in the cases. And he faces up to life in prison if convicted. Now, he only did this interview with the New York Post on the premise that he would not talk about any of these other allegations against him. He just wanted to prove that he wasn't exaggerating about his ailments. You know, he's been walking around with this walker, and then people have seen him without it. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to say that he was pretending to have these ailments. Oh, so sympathy not going to stop you from going to prison. They put Bill Cosby in prison, and he's legally blind. So knock it off. Harvey. Now, they said during this interview, he kept threatening to terminate the sit-down every time that they asked him a question that he didn't like. So that's what he was doing. Now, let's move on and talk about this whole situation with Oprah versus 50 Cent and now uh, Russell Simmons. People mad at Oprah. Yes, they are. And that's because Oprah is doing this documentary about Russell Simmons and the sexual assault allegations against him. It's a Me Too documentary. And it's going to be at the Sundance Film Festival. And basically, they feature Drew Dixon. She's one of several women that alleges uh, Russell Simmons hurt her. Mm -hmm. And so 50 Cent did a post. I don't understand why Oprah is going after black men. No Harvey Weinstein, no Epstein, just Michael Jackson and Russell Simmons. This ish is sad. Gail hit R. Kelly with a death blow documentary. Every time I hear Michael Jackson, I don't know whether to dance or think about the little boys' butts. These documentaries <laughs> are publicly convicting their targets. It makes them guilty till proven innocent. Now, Russell Simmons also posted a picture of him and Oprah, where she's sitting down with him. And he said, Dearest Oprah, you've been a shining light to the fa- my family and my community, contributing so much to my life. I couldn't list a fraction of it in this blog. I've given you the gift of meditation and the groundbreaking book, The Power of Now. We bonded to say the least. He said, this is why it's so troubling that you choose me to single out in your recent documentary. I've already admitted to being a playboy, more appropriately titled today Womanizer, sleeping with and putting myself in more compromising situations than almost any man I know. So he said, uh, so many that some could reinterpret or reimagine a different recollection of the same experiences. Please note your producer said that this upcoming doc was to focus only on three hand-chosen women. I have refused to get in the mud with any accusers, but let's acknowledge what I've shared. I've taken and passed nine three-hour lie detector tests taken from my daughters, and these stories have been passed on by CNN, NBC, BuzzFeed, New York Post, New York Mag, and others. Now that you have reviewed the facts and you should have learned what I know, these old stories are unusable and that hurt people hurt people. I don't think documentaries should be made off of hearsay. Like, interviewing the woman is fine, but when I watch docs, I watch them for facts. I watch them to learn new things. It's like reading a book. You expect it to be, like, 
totally real and factual. I don't think a doc should be done off hearsay unless you are going to have both parties telling their stories. Like, Oprah has to talk to Russell Simmons, or this can be looked at as, as, a, as a one-sided hit job. And, and I get why people are upset. I get why, I mean, after the whole Michael Jackson documentary, she did the after interview, and people were mad about that. She She's doing this on him, where a lot of people say a lot of these claims are not necessarily the truth, but I, I, I understand. Why not do documentaries on other people? I don't even, listen, I don't, I don't even know about I, I the documentary understand. part. I just don't think you should do a documentary off of hearsay. Like, you can interview the, the, the young woman, but do, to do a whole doc, I don't, I don't know. Me, when I watch documentaries, I actually think I'm, you know, taking in factual information and factual evidence. You get one side, usually. It's usually one side, depending on I mean, who's doing the documentary. That's why you have to talk to the, right. the Russell in this situation. Or it can be looked at as a one as a one sided hit job. You got to talk to both. But parties. if he was Russell, would you want to talk about it? In, yeah, I'm in sure a documentary? Russell's probably Russell, not going to participate. No, Russell, Russell no. definitely wants to talk to Oprah on a documentary. And take I it? don't know about documentary, but he definitely. Yeah, wants yeah to I don't sit know if he would Oprah. be open to being uh, taking part in this documentary, though. But he definitely wants to sit down with Oprah. I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure. <sighs> so I guess we'll see what happens. Oprah should interview Russell Simmons. Uh, yeah, I'm, and I feel like she would. I don't know if he would be down to do that right now because I haven't seen him really doing any interviews. He's definitely he would do that do one. Yeah, he would definitely do that one. I'm saying that 100% factual from his mouth. He is absolutely down the interview with Oprah Winfrey. All right, now Blueface says that he doesn't think that comedians should try to make music because they won't be taken seriously. Here's okay. what he had to say. Listen, if you're a comedian and you try to jump in the rap lane, it's not going to work out the way you think it's going to work out. Just because you got 4 million followers, 5 million followers, then people follow you because you're a comedian. So once you try to rap, they're not going to take you serious. Mm. He's talking to Shiggy, by the way, when he's saying that. Shiggy's right there. Now, Little Duval responded, and he uh, posted a, a picture of himself and said, Little Duval earns his first number one on Billboard's R&B hip-hop airplay chart. A smile, living my best life, jumps three to one on the list dated October 13th. Well, here's what uh, Blueface had to say about that post. Little Duval's song did not go platinum. It was a nice little viral moment, just like everybody has. If You feel me? If they got the right resources and utensils, I actually the song. The song was funny as hell. It was pure comedy. That's what I was telling Shiggy. I'm telling Shiggy you got to make a comedic song. All right, Blueface, stand down. First of all, uh, Lil Duval is just the latest in a long line of comedians who have had successful musical careers. Uh, Eddie Murphy, you ever heard of him? Um, Jamie Foxx. And Lil Duval went gold. A real gold. Not, um, you know, my label is paying for streams uh, type of gold or platinum. He, he A hard-earned, these people like this song, and it's a gold plaque. I have the plaque in my house right now. I got one okay. in the back. But Jamie Foxx is a perfect example. Jamie Foxx has numerous gold and platinum records. But I will say he did say rap. In hip hop career, he didn't oh, say he, said rap. he okay. did specify that particular category. So why bring up Lil Duval then? Hmm? Lil Duval rapping. Lil Duval don't be rapping. Lil Duval be singing his ass off. Wait till we drop this Christmas trees for the, this week. Oh, I'm, I'm, you've been talking about this record for last. Christmas trees is out, but it's a, 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 a we dropping a, a, we dropping what? something. It's Christmas trees coming. All right, well, let me answer the trees coming. Matter we gonna play Christmas trees today. And anyway. that is your rumor report. Can we play Christmas trees? Is in there? <laughs> Yeah, we got it. Drum. Oh, we're going to pull that up. And you know what? Caesar's wife, you know, shout out to Caesar, my partner with the real estate. She just texted me. She said, tell Charlemagne he's right because I want a washer and dryer for Christmas. You goddamn right. <laughs> that's what I want for Christmas. Appliances or what's up? I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Refrigerators, so, appliances, washers, the new bags. dryers, refrigerators. We use these things every day. Our appliances, the new shoes. And think about people who live in places that they don't have washers and dryers so they got to go to the laundromat. They'd love uh, to have a washer and dryer in the crib, but a refrigerator? Y'all worried about that half a million dollars, man. Cardi B won the day when she came with that refrigerator. All right, bro. babe, I'm getting you a toaster, baby. For Christmas, toaster. I don't use no toaster now. 
refrigerator. Now, now, now you don't want to use a toaster. Every day of our lives, we've used refrigerators. You really need a toaster oven. Play a little Duval Christmas trees. All right, well, who are you giving that donkey to first? Mm. Um, this dude named, uh, don't worry about him. We'll get to that. Four after that. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to tell y'all why fraud fraud and finessing ain't the wave no more. Now, what are we playing here? Christmas Trees by Lil Duval. It's Lil Duval's holiday song. Play top of the hour first, then we play it. Okay. That's right, Breakfast Club. Good morning. Donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? And, and, and for the record, I may be biased, but Lil Duval make better music than Blueface. That's just my personal opinion. Anybody else in the room? Nick said definitely. Yeah. I'm with you. Lil Duval makes way better music than Blueface. Bleed him. Okay? Anyway, Donkey today for Monday, December 16th goes to a 29-year-old Charlotte, North Carolina man named Orlando Henderson. Now, Orlando Henderson has been indicted on more than 30 counts of financial institution fraud, theft and embezzlement, and money laundering, among other charges. Now, what did Orlando do to get indicted? Well, Orlando is a scammer, ladies and gentlemen. See, Orlando was hired to work the cash vault at an undisclosed Wells Fargo location in Charlotte. And so from there, he decided to help himself to more than $88,000 and deposits from Wells Fargo's customers. I despise people like him. The reason I despise people like him is because he is stealing from hardworking people who are just minding their business, you know, and, and, and saving up their money. They probably want to buy a refrigerator like Cardi did for Offset this, this holiday oh season. And Orlando out here stealing from them. He stole 88000 since April and rigged the books in an attempt to hide his new income stream. <sighs> Can we please go to the Charlotte Observer for the report, please? In April 24th, Orlando Henderson of Charlotte was hired to work the vault at a Wells Fargo bank. Two months later, he started helping himself to deposits made by Wells customers. He started making personal withdrawals of two, three, four hundred dollars from other person's accounts. In July, his one-day all-time record was $13,500. He's now charged with a series of federal crimes from embezzlement and theft to financial fraud and money laundering. One of the interesting aspects of this case is he couldn't help but share his good fortune on Facebook. There are a series mm -hmm. of photographs of Mr. Henderson posing with wads of cash. In one of them, he says, this bleep looks easy, but it's really a process. Federal prosecutors couldn't agree more. You know, you know why this man's getting donkey today. First of all, why do people think they can get away with stuff like this? Second of all, and the reason he's getting donkey today, why do people tell on themselves via social media? You do realize when you commit a crime, okay, and then showcase that crime on social media, you are 6'9ing yourself, all right? This man bought a 2019 Mercedes A2 from a North Lake dealership in Charlotte, and he put $20,000 down all in $100 bills. Now, is that a nice car? Yes. I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. um, and and that, that's on Facebook. You can go see that. And another photograph, Orlando had a T-shirt on with the initials AWBB, which stands for Ain't With Being Broke. Well, some of us ain't with being in jail for fraud, ain't with being in jail for theft, ain't with being in jail for embezzlement, ain't with being in jail for money laundering. Some of us ain't with being a scammer. He also put the caption, I make it look easy, but this is really a process. Well, walk us through the process, Orlando. Explain to us how hard it is to steal money that's not yours out of a bank vault. How hard is it to be online with your stolen cash? What does bank fraud look like for dummies, huh? Can you explain that process to us, Orlando? Now, 
Orlando has a federal public defender named Benjamin Davis, oh, right? Uh, who, who was contacted but hasn't re- released a statement. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but federal public defender means you can't afford an attorney, right? Correct. Well, yes. So Orlando ain't with being broke, but without the scamming and the fraud... He has no choice. He broke. <laughs> Some donkey of the days just sell themselves. Please give Orlando Henderson. Please let Remy Ma give Orlando Henderson the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. You dumb. Grand opening, grand closing. Now, I Boy, thought... When that, when, that, when that chariot turned back to a pumpkin? Man. I thought about it. Now, he knows every bank has cameras, so they didn't see him walk out of the vault, walk to the ATM, <laughs> deposit the money every day. April to November. He got away with it. It's not even that he got away with it. They were just watching this him probably watching from April to November. They're like, all right, let's get his dumb ass off the streets right before Christmas. Goodness. Now, now you're in jail with gracious. a public defender. Now you post a lot. I got a new car. I got all this money. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. God Jeez. bless you, brother. Yeah, God bless. All right. Have a happy holiday. All right. That's the donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, 2020 presidential candidate Deval. Patrick will be joining yes, us. Yes, he's the former governor of Massachusetts. Uh, now he's where? where? Massachusetts, man. Why you keep acting like I'm not saying the word right? Mm-hmm. I don't think you are, but go ahead. Well, don't think. Correct me. I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. Massachusetts. 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 Yeah, you say it? Massachusetts. That way. What am I saying? Massachusetts. Man, y'all know I got a list. Massachusetts. That's where Deval <laughs> Patrick go. is from. He's the former governor of Massachusetts, okay? Oh and he's jumped into the presidential race very late, but we're going to talk to him and see what he got to offer. That's right. Uh, up next. All right, when we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special candidate in the building. Yes, sir. Former governor of, uh, I, I always say this wrong, Massachusetts. <laughs> I just can't say Massachusetts. I don't know what it is. But 2020 presidential you candidate. You say it the way Devil Barack Patrick. Obama says it. Yeah, Massachusetts. I just can't say it. You call him a devil? You just said Devil said Patrick. Devil Patrick. No, you said Devil. Oh, I meant Devil Patrick. Jesus Christ. All right, retape, retape, <laughs> start over. Devil <laughs> Patrick, welcome, sir. Thank you, DJ. Thanks for having me. How's it Every, going? Everybody wants to know why, you know, did you jump in the race so late, two months before uh, Iowa? Why, why now? Listen, I was ready to go about a year or so ago. Um, we were two or three weeks from, from a formal announcement, and my... Uh, my wife, Diane, was diagnosed with uterine cancer. Mm. Oh, sorry. And, uh, well, she's cancer-free now. Oh, nice. Uh, Beautiful. We celebrated 35 years in May. She's cancer-free. Right. Praise God. And, uh, uh, and you know, I've been watching the field. I, uh, a bunch of my friends are in it. Um, as a Democrat, I am proud of the fact that we have so much talent in the, uh, in the field. But a lot, of the, a lot of the stuff that folks are talking about, the reforms that are so important, Folks have plans. I have results. These are things we actually worked on mm-hmm. uh, in Massachusetts, and I've worked on in my private uh, in my private life as uh, as well. And I think also um, we aren't really talking enough um, uh, about how to expand the pie so that uh, folks have more of a, a chance to have a stake in it, uh, and in particular around uh, around African Americans, how we have the opportunity to own stuff. Um, so uh, there's some. I think. You know, and I say this respectful of the other uh, candidates, genuinely. Um, no one else has the range of uh, life and leadership experience that I do. Um, and I want to be able to offer that um, in this uh, in this cycle. Why are Democrats so scared to speak specifically about what they would do for black people? I don't. Do you sense that? Hell yes. yes. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Well, you want me to speak to it? Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, first of all, that there's a... 
we're going to be rolling out our uh, our uh, policies in uh, in sort of groups of agenda because mm-hmm. most people live at the intersection of policy, not in the you know sort of policy silos. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be talking about uh, about an opportunity agenda, which is about economic growth, a uh, reform agenda about some of the big systems that we need to change, healthcare, criminal justice, and so forth, a democracy agenda about all the ways in which we have you know twisted and turned uh, and played with. Uh, our democracy from you know hyper partisan gerrymandering and money and uh, uh, and vote suppression uh, and purging, so we basically don't get democratic outcomes. And then a foreign policy agenda. And within the um, uh, opportunity agenda, among the things we're going to be talking about is how we focus in uh, on driving uh, closing of the achievement gaps in mm-hmm. schools, where a lot of our kids are stuck. You know, poor kids, kids with special needs. Uh, uh, when we talk about health care, we're going to be talking about um, uh, not just uh, 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 physical care, but uh, but mental health care, which is a huge, huge uh, issue, something that uh, we've experienced in our own uh, uh, families and many, many families do. And it's silent. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about um, uh, entrepreneurial activity and the importance of having access to mentorship, to coaching and to capital. And by mm-hmm. that, I don't just mean loans. I mean, actual investment capital. So that you can start up your own uh, uh, business and and develop uh, uh, independence and and begin to build some generational uh, uh, wealth. So those are, uh, and I, I should also mention within the education uh, frame, um, how do we think about HBCUs and special and in particular should we be thinking about trying to endow HBCUs so they're not quite so subject to the, you know, the twists and turns of the annual uh, federal budget. Um, yeah, you're right. Black different. I want to. Mm-hmm. What, what makes you different? The reason I say that is, you know, we've had every. I would say most of the candidates up here, mm-hmm. and all of them to me sound like they're selling a car. They all say the same thing: has mm-hmm. great, you know, it drives fast, it's, it's, it's reliable, the tires are good, mm-hmm. and it gets to the point where like I'm hearing the same story. What makes you different from hearing that same story and over and over again? Well, a couple things. The first thing I think is that um, you know a lot of folks are talking about what they will do. I'm telling you what I have done. Uh, you know, in Massachusetts, uh, which by the way was the um, first office I ever ran for. Uh, was uh, was the office of governor and uh, and I ran at the grassroots um, for both tactical reasons and philosophical reasons. I ran at the grassroots because you know people are they f- they feel unseen and unheard the way we did growing up on the south side of Chicago mm-hmm. and uh, inviting people to check back in uh, and uh, and take responsibility and in fact see their power uh, in shaping the future of uh, of their own government was an important thing to me. Um, and uh, and it was the only way I was going to be able to break in, and I'm proud to say that after uh, after two terms, um, we are number one in in America in student achievement and healthcare coverage. Ninety eight point four percent of our our of our residents have healthcare today. In uh, energy efficiency, in uh, entrepreneurial activity, in veteran services, I can go on. Um, and we did it with responsible budgets, the highest bond rating uh, in our history in a 25 year employment uh, uh, high. We didn't get everything right, but a lot of the stuff folks are talking about, I've done. Mm-hmm. And I think we have an opportunity. We, this is, we're in a fragile time. I mean, I'm not saying anything you don't know. Mm-hmm. Fragile we're, might be an understatement. Yeah, well, I'm... I'm fragile, I'm, I'm volatile, being, uh, toxic. We're... we're uh, people are mad. Yeah. And they... And, and you, I understand that, right? I mean, I, I have... I mean, I, I don't know how much you know about my background, but I grew up... Um, uh, on the south side of Chicago, a lot of that time on public assistance. I lived with my mother and my Single sister. Single mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grandparents, um, you know, multi-generational household, relatives who came and went. Mm-hmm. 
But we had a very strong sense of community, right? Because that was a time when every child was under the jurisdiction of every single adult on the block. You messed up down the street in front of Ms. Jones. She'd go upside your head as if you were hers. And then she'd call home, so you got it two times. And I think what those adults were trying to teach us is that membership in community is understanding you you actually have a stake in your neighbor just as your neighbor does in you you got to pay attention to that Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think there's a way in which the things you hear nationally about you know how the economy just kind of gets up and moves on and kicks people whole communities to the curb how you know opioids uh come in to fill that void i mean that's that was growing up on the south side of chicago Mm -hmm. um and I can ask myself, and sometimes do, how come, um, you know, opioids were a problem um, when I was growing up? They're an issue now. When, when they get to the suburbs, I can be angry about that. Or I can see that as an opportunity, frankly, for us to solve problems across uh, a whole bunch of different communities in a way that unites us. So I, I'm, uh, I think my, my uh, re- being reminded as I grew up and I had this incredible access to uh to the american dream that there were plenty of other kids just as just as ambitious um just as um uh as determined um uh just as capable who didn't get that break Mm -hmm. and that it's been getting harder and harder to have that break um, for more and more um people you know i shouldn't be sitting on the sidelines at a time like this. All right, we got more with presidential candidate Deval Patrick. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have presidential candidate 2020 Deval Patrick in the building. Charlamagne? Why, why, when, you know, you were on the sidelines, why not just back one of the black candidates that was already running, like Senator Booker or Senator Harris? Why not just put full support behind them instead of getting in the race? You didn't think they had what it took? They're friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I respect them both. I know I know Corey a little bit better, but I know uh, I know uh, Kamala too, uh, and they both bring a lot to um, uh, to public life and uh, and have a lot to the brought a lot to this uh, to this race. But the actual business of making change that lasts, and this is back to DJ's point about what people say. Mm-hmm. The actual um, business of bringing uh, change that lasts means you got to bring in other voices. Um, you got to bring in. Uh, you got to bring in people sometimes who don't agree with you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I, I mean, I'll give you an example uh, of what I'm what I'm talking about. We started on a journey of um, criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. We had an agenda, um, you know, around mandatory minimums and uh, trying to bring uh, rehabilitation into uh, uh, jails and prisons. And, um, one of the things we kept hearing, because I was out. Uh, and I, it's great you're trying to change the uh, the sentencing standards and so forth, but I, I can't get a job. Mm. And the reason I can't get a job is not just because of the recession. That's its own problem. But because um, I have to go in and, and check a box on, my, uh, on the application that says I have a record, and then uh, the employer doesn't look any further than that. Um, so you've got to ban the box. Um, we have you still so, didn't answer why you didn't support them, though. Well, I'm coming. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm talk, I did answer. You're doing the I'm, politician thing. You know, no, I'm you, not. You, I answered it. Yeah. Um, you're doing the you're doing the voter thing and not listening to my answer. Okay. All of my I'm, answers. I'm trying to get it. Um, I'm you know I stink at sound bites, so uh, right. be patient with me. Uh, I'm just talking about. I guess the, the the simple answer is I'm talking about getting down to where it actually matters, actually making change that matters. 
uh, and why I think uh, it matters. And I'm, what I'm trying to say is I've had some experience at that uh, and uh, uh, differently and I think more broadly than, than some of the other candidates. What was your gotcha. relationship with uh, Barack Obama, President Obama? I've known, uh, I've known Barack Obama, you know, maybe 15 years before he ran for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was practicing uh, in Chicago. I was in, uh, in D.C. And the then White House counsel, who, who was from Chicago, said, you know what? There's a guy in Chicago you should know. He reminds me of you. You remind me of him. Uh, and his name is Barack Obama. And I said, I, I've heard that name. Did a white guy say that? A black yes, guy that? a white guy. Uh, all black people look like that. No, no, no. He didn't, no, no. He didn't <laughs> say we looked alike. Oh, he's... He said uh, that, we, uh, that, that he reminds me. It wasn't about how we... Uh, uh, how we looked. At least that's not how I heard okay. it. Okay. And uh, so the next time I was in Chicago, I looked him up, and we had a cup of coffee. And, uh, you know, he was incredibly helpful to me when I ran. Uh, I was all in when he ran for uh, ran for president, and we sort of yinned and yanged over the, you know, back and forth over the course of our uh, political uh, careers. What do you say What do you say about you running now? Did you, did you say, reach out no, to talk, I, Yeah, yeah. I talked to him a lot, especially before... Um, you know, we were ready to go and stopped. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he's very clear-eyed about politics, about the cruelty of it, mm-hmm. um, about uh, how heavy the lift is under any circumstances. Mm-hmm. Start 10 years before, and it's still, it's still hard um, and, uh, and encouraging. Um, you know, he has a relationship with um, many of the other candidates, in particular the vice president. Mm-hmm. As you, as you Which I don't, even, I don't understand why he ever made Joe Biden as vice president. When I look at the well, you have to ask him that. Yeah, when I look at the 88 crack laws and the 94 crime bill and the things he said about Barack, you know, being bright, articulate, and clean, first African-American he's ever met that's bright, articulate, and clean. I'm like, how did we miss all that the first mm-hmm. time around mm-hmm. when he ran, mm-hmm. when he was Obama's VP? Yeah, I mean, look, um, uh, politics is a is a peculiar world. Mm-hmm. Um, when, uh, when I was nominated to... Uh, uh, the Civil Rights uh, Division, the chair of the Judiciary Committee was Joe Biden. And he was gracious um, and and uh, encouraged his colleagues. I even got Strom, Strom Thurmond's support. Oh, right my now. God. I know. Y'all from South Carolina. So I, well, I know. I know all about that white devil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> uh, he is what he is. We can't, act, we can't act like, you know, he was a good guy. But uh, just back to, uh, just to, just back to Barack Obama. You know, he's he was, I think, an amazing president. Um, it was, but nobody, I mean, I shouldn't say nobody. I don't think any of us in here mm-hmm. thought we had reached the promised land just by virtue of his uh, his election. I don't think he did. I did. Um, you did? I drank the Kool-Aid. I did. I, I really thought we was in a post-racial society. You did? Yeah, because, I mean, if you just look at the history of America and for them to elect a black president, you had to think to yourself, like, wow, things have really changed. All the old racists are dying. It's a new generation. Mm-hmm. But 45 reminded us, nah, nah not, it's the same with America. You know, I, so a couple, can I just say, I think um, um, all the racists voted for uh, uh, for 45, but not all the people who voted for 45 are racists. Are racist. yeah. I agree. Why yes, did Biden we, have so much support with older black voters, you think? I think... Um, Folks don't feel like they have uh, necess- don't yet feel uh, like they have a uh, uh, an alternative that they know as well. Um, I got to earn that place, uh, and uh, and I understand that. And that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do. How do you expect to earn that? Because you know, like as you can see with Senator Booker, Senator Harris, being black isn't enough just to get no, black No, no, it would never was. Yeah, so how do it you- never was? I mean, people who 
people who presume that I think insult us. Mm-hmm. And I'm, when I say us, I don't mean I don't mean just the candidates. I mean black people. Mm-hmm. I know, think it need... was with President Obama for a split second, meaning that he was more than qualified. Mm-hmm. But when it looked like he had a chance, mm-hmm. he had black supported. people that never. I never Absolutely. voted until mm-hmm. Barack. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, he got a chance. Yeah. Oh, rappers putting him in songs. Yeah. They making songs about him. Like, yeah. oh, he really a brother. See, yeah. like they yeah. got a black wife. Yeah, oh, I'm on him. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> no, no. I mean, if you look at the, just the voting. Um, just the voting uh, sequence. Mm-hmm. He didn't catch on in South in South Carolina until he won Iowa, mm-hmm. right? What's that tell you? How come we keep waiting for other people to give us permission? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I mean, that was reality then. It may be now. It may be now. Um, but we don't need anybody's permission. I, all I'm saying is, I'm not presuming um, that uh, I'm entitled to anybody's vote. You know, um, I think in 2016. Uh, the Democratic nominee seemed to presume um, that, uh, you know, Michi- Michigan, for example, was going to show up without going to Michigan Michigan to ask. Yeah, that was crazy. You got to go ask, yeah. right? You can't take people. People know when they're when they're taken for granted, don't you think? I mean, they, they, uh, 100%. they, feel, they feel that. That's how black people feel right now when it comes to the Democratic Party. We mm-hmm. simply feel like Democrats have not done enough for us. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to give us in exchange for our votes? We're not just running out and voting for you, especially when you try to make it out of fear. Like, oh, you got to vote. Like, no, no, no. Uh, listen, be, beyond this president, who I think is more than anything, I mean, I think he's made a lot of stuff worse, but he has exposed some unfinished business mm-hmm. uh, in the country. Some of it is about our... Our, our racial and ethnic uh, unease. Um, but uh, the hardest thing right now, um, to your point about uh, cynicism about um, uh, the party or politics, frankly, is to persuade people to take a chance on their own aspirations, not the candidate or the party, their own aspirations. You mean vote your interests. Vote your, vote your interests because they need to know it's actually going to happen and not be promised. Uh, which is why I keep coming back to, among the reasons I keep coming back to, the things we were able to do. Mm-hmm. Not just the stuff we've, we're talking about, but the things we were able to do. And don't get me wrong, we didn't get everything right. We didn't get everything right. Um, but I think um, uh, we got a lot that was, and that is indicative and a national model on how we can uh, deliver um, for the whole country. Right. Well, we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you very much. Val Patrick. Good luck. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are Monday. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Hot Girl Summer. I thought we were done with that joint. I'm, I'm so tired. Of FYI, that. okay, I was just on a, a trip with all women, and we definitely were playing this song at the pool. It still got a great vibe. It don't matter when it is. Yes, it does. When it's, it's 20, 20 degrees. 20 degrees in New York City. And other places it's not. Hot Girl Summer. Other people want to hear it. It's cold out there. Not it, everywhere. Well, let's get it's to this. Let's talk Will Smith. <laughs> Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, this is probably the biggest episode ever of The Shop, and that was with Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Cece Sabathia, Chance the Rapper, LeBron, uh, Maverick Carter, and the show's co-creator, Paul Rivera. Now, if you guys missed it, of course you know that Bad Boys 3 is coming out on January 20th in theaters. Mm-hmm. Will Smith was talking about why he joined social media. 
I was staying away from social because of the old mindset that if you wanted to be a movie Movie star, star, you can't be seen. seen. Showing your narrative. And that that was the thing that got me on social media. I was just seeing all of the things that tabloid could say. Right. And so social media became that space to take back command of my narrative. Mm -hmm. And then when I did that, I just realized I love that <laughs> I'm taking 30 years of entertainment knowledge and That's putting it here, into right. a 60 yeah. second yeah. piece. It's like, I love that. No, it don't matter when you start the race because it's not too many people doing Instagram better than Will Smith right now. Not at all. Yeah, he has a lot of access to amazing things. All right, now in this uh, episode, you know, they also talk about having a movie with two black lead actors back in 1995 when Bad Boys first came out. And. Other people chimed in on their own experiences. Of course, LeBron, he talked about facing pressure as an eighth grader. I could feel the pressure not only from the, the, the outside world, but just like my city in general. Like, it was like, it, it, he has to make it. See, I'm feeling this pressure like 14. Like, it was an all-black high school and an all-white high school. And because I knew that the all-white high school was be better for basketball, I got killed by the black community yeah. all summer. Mm-hmm for not going to the the public high school and going to the private high school. For a eighth grader, I'm dealing with, because I'm, hang, I'm still hanging in the hood. Right, so make sure you guys watch that entire episode. Yeah, hey, I'm having a screening for Bad Boy uh, 3, January 10th, by the way. Mm-hmm. Give you details soon. All right, and Takashi 69 looks like he might be coming home. We don't know what's going to happen yet. Ultimately, it's up to the judge, but he will be in court on Wednesday, so we'll find out whether or not he's coming home or he's going to face a minimum of 37 years in prison. So everybody's talking about what they heard, what they speculate is going to happen. I still think he's going to get time served. I think he's going to come home this week. Of course, you know, he wrote a letter on his own behalf saying that he misrepresented himself as a gangster. He said, I now know that I am remorseful for what happened because I was blessed with the gift of an opportunity that most people dream of, but I squandered it by getting involved with the wrong people and misrepresenting myself when I should have been true to myself and my fans. Well, they definitely already calling for interviews, so something about to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, now Ja Rule has a new song called Fire. What? Ja Rule has a new song called Fire. As you know, the Fire Festival disaster is now behind, oh and he's been completely cleared from any responsibility in that, so now he's dropping songs. Here's a little snippet. The fest, the fest, the festival is on fire. We don't need no water, make that motherhucker oh, hotter. Hotter than the sun, but it wasn't that. How about a show of hands if you got your money back? I'm just playing, I got something for that. A hundred bill to be exact. I know you lack empathy for the one that's me. But I too was bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray. Cautionary tales of money and finance. Invest in, start up, build yourself a little nest egg. That's what they said. That's what I did. Okay. Now, y'all know I'll be the first to lose my mind to some Ja Rule records, but that ain't it, bro. I, I was going to say, <laughs> that beat the show is a forever will rock. It yeah. don't matter when. That beat, though. Fought on Jelly that. Fresh and Slick Rick. Ja, what are you doing? There's more. It's, okay, now this, I know we all love Andy King up here. So here's the part. the clues bomb for Andy King. Here's what he has to say, because Andy King gets a nice mention. False advertising ain't fraud. Oh, Lord. That's what the pastor say. Your Sunday along with Pastor Play. And I was hoping this don't escalate. This escalated 
winking, Billy got hit with six. Andy King, what the fuck is going on? You about to get this man fellatio for Avion? Come on, that's way beyond the job description. That's an addiction to sucking. Isn't it admitted? How did he get a gritty? Why ain't he in jail with Billy? He's all I hear on Twitter. Fuck y'all, sickers. How about he wouldn't do that? How about he couldn't have did it? That ain't the character of real sickers. And the irony of it all. Isn't it ironic? Because the next time I do it, it's going to be iconic. Mechanic is his new company. Now, I don't feel like Andy King should have got that shot. That man was willing to go above <laughs> and beyond the call of duty. He said he was willing to oh, give fellatio man. so people could have water, okay? Well, that's funny you say that because the next clip is actually about you and Takashi. Really? No, I'm kidding. There's no other clip. <laughs> that penis will do that to you, man. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> I, am, I like Ja Rule music, but that ain't it, bro. That wasn't the one. All right, well, there you have it. That song is out now and available if you want to hear the full thing of him talking about the Fire Festival now that it's all behind him. My goodness. All right, well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. Thank you, Miss Yee. Maybe you just want to clear some things up. Just get it out. Now, wasn't that like two years ago, though? When was the Fire Festival? It was a while ago. <laughs> it was a while ago. <laughs> well, I guess he just recently got cleared, though. So he had all kinds of uh, mm. lawsuits he was facing, and they just dropped all of that against him, dismissed it, so he's feeling good about it. Okay. All right, well. People's Choice mixes up next year. Revolt is off. We're not going to see Revolt until January 6th. So Eek. Revolt's on vacation to January oh, 6th. He had to go on vacation because Diddy had to pay for his party Saturday. Yeah, there so you being go. that Diddy had to pay for his party Saturday, he just told him, take the rest of the year off. His birth- so he had his birthday party on Saturday, but his birthday was a month ago. Right? It was in November? No. Yeah, yeah. November, November okay. 4th or something. No, yeah. not the 4th. I don't know. November but he wanted something. to make sure all his celebrity friends could make it. There you go. All, all right. right. Happy P- birthday, Diddy, again. Mixes up next is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Tonight at 8, 7 Central, VH1's Love & Hip Hop New York is back. And this season, the day ones are coming home to face their past. Don't miss the two-hour season premiere of Love & Hip Hop New York tonight at 8, 7 Central, only on VH1. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. And again, shout out to everybody that came out to uh, mine and Flippin' New Flippin NJ's uh Real estate seminar. We had, it was a lot of people in there, man. I just want to <laughs> say, like, I don't even know. It yeah, I don't even know. It was so many people in there. I just want to say thank you. It was so great to see so many black and brown people and so many minorities in there trying to learn about real estate and generational wealth. Shut up. Now, we were talking about real estate. We actually put up, you know, pictures of the properties that I purchased, properties that Caesar purchased. We put uh, the HUD forms up so you can see exactly how much we paid for it. We broke down. Uh, real estate from everything from credit repair to conventional lending to agents to inspectors to contractors you name it we had them there it was a great event and shout to everybody that came out it was our last one of the year uh, we'll do some more next year I know in February we're going to be in Vegas we're going to be on the west coast in February but just wanted to end off the year strong and thank you to everybody that came out man it, it was great seeing can you can you do one on vacation properties on vacation properties like that you could Airbnb and stuff like that because you know. Yeah, we have a couple people that talk about that, that doing the Airbnb stuff as well. But I know I know the one in uh, that we're going to do in Vegas, I think we're going to do a lot of those because a lot of people, Airbnb properties in Vegas, a lot of people, Airbnb properties, especially in, in the islands. So we're going to talk about a, a lot of that. But well, since you mentioned the islands, you know, I just got back from the islands myself, mm-hmm. and I'm excited about that. I was actually there looking at properties, too, with my uh, broker, Sarah Golan. And so we had a great trip out there. So thank you to everybody on the island of Maru who took great care of us there to trade wins. And to my girl, Michelle Noel, who I actually met her in Montserrat. 
where my mom is from, and she's a develop. She works with the developers for all these different properties. So she set that trip up for us. It was really great. They took such amazing care of us. It's a brand new. Uh, they're building this like beach resort there. It's going to be the next quote St. Bart's is what it's looking like. And then we went to Canawan, which they're also in the process of making a really great destination. I read an article about it. They call it, it's where billionaires go to get away from millionaires. But it is definitely a luxurious place. So if anybody ever has an opportunity, I know a lot of people were like, where is this? Where is this? It's called Canawan and Myro. When we come back, positive notice to breakfast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, uh, we got a positive note for the people out there? You know, I walk around with my uh, Four Agreement cards because I love the book The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. So I just picked one this morning, and this is from the Don't Take Anything Personally Agreement. Uh, see other people as they are, okay? When you see other people as they are without taking it personally, you can never be hurt by what they say or do. Even if others lie to you, it is okay. They are lying to you because they are afraid you will discover that they are not perfect. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 